What is going on, Badger fans? A special episode of Lockdown Badgers today. Really excited to, to hit on some things we haven't hit, been able to hit on a lot. Um, I do want to talk about Luke Fickle. We have special guests coming on to talk about what it's like on campus right now and talk about women's basketball. Where is that program going and is the right staff in place to hopefully turn that program around? All that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, your team every single day. Sometimes more than once a day, depending on what's happening. Um, special guest today, we're going to bring Chrissy Birdsall in, uh, sportscaster over at WSUM Sports, beat writer for Badger Herald, somebody who's following the women's team, and really everything going on in campus in Madison. So we're going to bring Chrissy on. Um, thank you so much for joining the show, Chrissy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, very excited to talk about the state of the Badgers, not only in, you know, some of the more known sports like football and basketball and, you know, some things like women's basketball as well. So good to have be on here. I'm excited for it. I really am. Uh, really quickly, t- talk about what you have going on right now and, and where you're at. Yeah, so we're currently in the summer semester here at UW-Madison, so I'm currently not working on anything super exciting, but really gearing up for the fall. Uh, I'm going to hopefully do a lot of broadcasting this semester for not only football and soccer, um, but also the women's basketball and men's basketball programs when they start up come November usually. Well, and let's start um, with football, because that's been the, the program that's really taken everybody by storm. Luke Fickle coming in. Uh, and one of the things I talked to you offline was a lot of people that come on the show, you know, they're not on campus, right? What is that energy like on campus around the football team right now? Um, I think it's just really exciting. Um, a lot of people, you know, coming into last season, we were expecting a one-two loss team, that this was going to be a cakewalk in the Big Ten West, um, see how it goes in the rest of the conference. But this was a team that was a top 25 team. Obviously, that was not the case at all last year. And now we're in this situation with Luke Fickle, an entirely new coaching staff, and about half of team full of transfers. So I think the excitement is still there, but a little bit more cautiously optimistic. As I was talking to one of my broadcasters earlier, his name's Evan Schmidt, he said, I'm ready to get hurt again. And I think that's the best way to describe what the idea on campus is. I think a lot of people believe this is a 9, 10, 11 win team. But the worst thing they can do is disappoint with how high these expectations are. Well, and that's a that's a great point, because, I mean, one of the things I have written just in the show notes are the, the hype level. Like, is it reaching on fair proportions? Because if it, just about any other scenario, if a new coach comes in somewhere and he wins nine games, eight games, people say, yeah, it's not bad for the first year. I don't know if that cuts it. I mean, he's not going to get fired, but I think fans will be disappointed at that. I think that is a very fair assumption. I mean, you look at what Lincoln Riley did last year, went to this USC program, brought in his guys, and in one year took that team from like a five-win team to an 11-win team playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think that's going to be the same case with Luke Fickle. I think it's going to take a little bit longer with an entire new coaching staff and a lot of transfers to get used to the system that Wisconsin's playing before he can implement what he really wants. But I think just the way that the conference is going and how the non-conference schedule is, this is a team that can easily win eight, nine games just because of the competition that they're playing. Talk to me about this because there is very few things that I don't want to say annoy Badger fans more that are on message boards that are outside the state than student seating. 
students getting into seats on time, right? And I'm pointing at you because you're a student and you're there. <laughs> but what is that? A, is that an issue that students talk about, or is that just something older older guys like me um, obsess over? It's all of the time, but our perspective is definitely a lot different than what a lot of people are seeing. When you're going to a game, you guys are able to just walk right in, find your seats. I know that because my freshman year, I didn't even get uh, football tickets, so I was able to just walk right into the stadium. For student section seating, the way that they organize it is very chaotic. You have to get your ticket when you go in, you get a section, you get funneled into a staircase, and they line you up one person at a time, and they do it row by row. It takes forever to get into the stadium. If you get there 15, 20 minutes before, you're missing kickoff. You're missing a good portion of the first quarter of the game. And a lot of students are like, how can we make this better? And there are ways to do it. But I think a lot of people see online, it takes a quarter for them to fill up. And they think, oh, students aren't showing up until kickoff. That is still partially true. But a lot of people do show up early. It's just the process takes a very long time for us to get into the stadium and into the seats. So when you got to get there, let's say it's a big game, you know, a, a game people are excited about, because obviously there's a lot of, of, of fans from every age group that aren't getting there early for Buffalo, for example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's say it's a big game, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State, whatever it is. How early do you have to get there to be in your seat, comfortable, ready to rock and roll by kickoff? I would say maybe 45 minutes before for a big game. But even last year, Illinois State was the first game of the year. Didn't think that was going to draw a very large crowd. I had some friends that were going into the student section, an overfilled portion of the student section, and it was chaotic. And that was about 20, 15 minutes before the game kicked off. So it's a system problem in Wisconsin, and it's going to be every game. Even that Buffalo game, you'll get a lot of fans showing up, especially for this year, for a team that a lot of people are excited to see what's going to happen. Now, that's a great point because it's an optics thing. You know, when the, the camera, we're watching a big BTN, ESPN, whatever it is, and the camera pans and the kickoff's happening, right? And there's it just looks so empty. Um, what's, what's the best fix for that? Is it just to open up more entry? I'm trying to think. There's been a lot of things I've seen, a lot of ideas that have been passed around. I know there was an older system way before I was even in school um, that was a little bit less row by row seating and a little bit more open seating. I think that system, if they tried it out, could work a little bit better. But they need to do something. They need to fix something, um, especially for the students, because similar to how you guys are, we're frustrated, too. If I'm showing up 15 minutes before a game, I want to sit down, have my pretzel and hot dog or my brat before mm -hmm. kickoff starts. And just the way the process is, I'm not even able to get my drink until second quarter. No, that's it's a great point because I'm not showing up 45 minutes early. Like, I don't want to do that. So uh, that's a great point. I want to shift gears into something here that I always find interesting, talking to people with different perspectives, different backgrounds. Um, I'm 40, so I'm an older fan. I don't know. Is that old? Is that old? That's not that old. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm a mid 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 age fan, but my point is, I've seen a Wisconsin style for a long time. You know, from Barry Alvarez to the Bielema to Christ. Is it as so for me going to the air raid and Longo and Fickle is a huge change, and I'm really excited to see it for a younger fan and someone who's following that has been following the program for quite as long. Is that shift matter to you? Do you does the history behind it matter to you? I would say for me, not as much. Um, at the end of the day, you're trying to win football games, right? And I'm not a coach. I'm not a player. So it's hard for me to speak on this. But you want to do the best system that's going to help you win the game. Wisconsin historically has relied on the run game. But in this day and age, with how defenses run, 
you're seeing it in the pros now even that the running back position isn't as valued as much as it was 10, 15 years ago. Now, luckily for Wisconsin, we have two of the best running backs in the entire nation that we're able to rely on, especially in the last few seasons where we haven't had as great quarterback play or we haven't had a developed receiver core. I think this year it'll be a mix of that run game and that start of the air raid offense. It's going to be baby steps, though, before we see the whole Phil Longo effect take effect. Um, And I'm excited to see it. It's exciting to see a little bit of a change up, but even – Longo and Fickle reiterated in their first couple of meetings that they're not going to completely steer away from what Wisconsin was built on, which was built on that running game. Yeah, that's really well said. Um, I, I really like that perspective. All right, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show. We're going to come back, talk women's basketball. And I'm going to ask the, the question, why hasn't it been better? And what's going to happen in the next couple of years? We're going to get into that next on our conversation with Chrissy Birdsall. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, and again, a quick thank you to, for just everyone listening. Um, really do appreciate everybody tuning in, helping build this community. Y'all are amazing. Um, let's take a quick break for our friends of the show over at eBay Motors. Uh, and yeah, Chrissy would attest to this too. If you're building a championship team, you need to make sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part fits right the first time around. No more fumbling with different parts, pieces, years, et cetera. Don't waste your time. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply and exclusions apply. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to this, this really awesome conversation that we got going on. Get Chrissy back on the show and let's Chrissy, let's talk women's basketball. Um, I'm fascinated by this sport because, A, I love basketball because the pedigree of Wisconsin across so many sports is incredible. Uh, volleyball, hockey, football, men's basketball. Why has women's basketball struggled so much to, to gain a foothold at Wisconsin, in your opinion? I mean, historically, even looking back at the men's basketball team, they struggled as well up until maybe like 10, 15 years ago when they started getting into a rhythm, they started making those tournaments, and now we're seeing that this is a consistent program every single year. Wisconsin really has never gotten to a point where they have been consistently great. They haven't had a winning season in 13 years. They only had five winning seasons in the last 20 years of their program. And those five winning seasons came about five years back to back up until 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, Even looking all the way back 40 years ago, they only went to the NCAA tournament seven times. So historically, this is a program that has struggled. And when you bring in a new coach like Mosley, It's so difficult, and I don't envy her at this for all, is trying to take a historically bad program into something that is manageable. Because once those games and the wins start coming, I think it becomes a little bit easier to get the recruits, to get the support. And she's been doing a really great job the last two years to do that. But it is a process that's going to take a long time to overdo, to overturn, I mean, what has this program been in the past? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Uh, you know, I've heard coaches talk about some some jobs you have to build the foundation of the house, and then some jobs you, you just have to come in and repaint it. And what she's doing is obviously having to rebuild that foundation, which is much harder. Um, and it takes a special type of person to do that. And to your point, I mean, this is a program that's never won the Big Ten Conference, either the tournament or the regular season. Um, is there anything 
do you think administratively from an organization standpoint, a program standpoint, a university standpoint, they have the support and the facilities they need to build that successful foundation here? I would say absolutely. Even when they had brought her in initially, um, from what I understand, I believe they used an outside firm to hire her. She had a lot of success at BU, which was her alma mater before coming here. And she did a really great job at Boston, but it's a big, it's a whole different game when you're playing in the Big Ten. I mean, you look at Iowa and Caitlin Clark, you look at uh, Indiana, who's really good. Um, there's just so many great teams in the Big Ten. Michigan, that was really good last year. It's going to take a while to get up to the point that they can compete with those teams. But depending on how this non-conference schedule comes, the last two years, Marissa Bonesley has done a really great job bringing in new players. And she's developed the players that she's had. Julie Poshpishvilova, for example, um, coming in her last two years under Mosley, really shined. Uh, she did a really great job, and now she's graduated. And you have Sarah Williams, who's taking over the reins, who's been an instant impact freshman. Now that Marissa Mosley has gotten her girls in, the ones that she's recruited from the start, I think this is a program that could easily go 500 this year, depending on how that non-conference schedule runs. And that's it. I really want to ask you this question, too, because and you just hit on it perfectly for me to dovetail into this. Because obviously this program is not going to be held to the expectations of the men's program this year, the, the football program. Is 500 a reasonable expectation, and is that a win for the program? I would say absolutely. They won six Big Ten games last year, which was about 30% of their games. And that was considered a win because they hadn't won six Big Ten games since 2013, 2011, actually, looking at my notes right now. They had a 10-win season for the first time since 2019. So for Marissa Mosley, she came into this program that was basically bottom-of-the-barrel basement. And last year, she took that team to a couple spots up. I believe they were 10th, uh, 12th in the Big Ten. So to see a team that gets 500 to this year, um, I know their conference schedule plays a little bit to their strength. They faced Northwestern twice, who had really struggled last year. They play Rutgers twice, who's also in a rebuilding phase as well. Um, 500 would be an absolute win for Marissa Mosley. I know she and her team are going to want to do a little bit better than that, but I think expectations-wise, if they hit 500, I would consider it a win. Well, it, it speaks to your point of building the foundation. Um, Badger fans who would probably universally admit Barry Alberts is the best coach, football coach we've ever had here. His first two years weren't good. It was building the foundation and then it took off. Um, and reading between the lines with what you're saying, it sounds like you believe Marissa Mosley, this staff is the right staff to have in place in Wisconsin. Absolutely. They made a lot of changes coming into this year. I believe they lost their associate assistant and their graduate assistant all to different programs. Um, so she's bringing in now some coaches that she has personal experience with in the past. So she's building that coaching foundation as well, too, um, alongside her players. So this year and next year, I think, are going to be the most pivotal years in Mosley's career, because if she's able to manage those expectations and continue building this team, even if it's just a little bit every year, like we've seen these first two years, then she's going to be, I think, the person that's going to take this team to eventually a top five fit finish in the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten is one of the best conferences for women's basketball in the last few years and historically has always been really good as well. Um, but I think over the next couple of years, you will slowly start to see Wisconsin basketball climb in those rankings. What will the fan support be like if, if the program climbs those rankings? Because we've seen women's volleyball. We've seen how fans come out to support women's hockey, right? I, fans at Wisconsin, if you're winning, they'll come to, it doesn't matter. They'll come and support. 
Absolutely. I mean, we saw it with other programs too. Indiana was selling out Assembly Hall. Um, Iowa, same thing. I mean, I went to the Iowa game when they played at the Kohl Center just to go watch Caitlin Clark because mm-hmm. I was like, she's incredible. I think Wisconsin, very similarly, they saw a ticket attendance for the women's basketball games this year. And the more that they keep winning, the more support they're going to get from the fans in Madison. I want to take a quick break here and then shift into next year. So I want to take a quick break for our friends of the show, come back. And then I want to talk about some of the players we lost. We've mentioned some of them, uh, some of the players coming back, instant impact players. And what are we really expecting in 2023? We're going to talk about the next on Lifetime Badgers with Chrissy Birdsall. But first, a quick break with our friends of the show. And again, a quick, just thank you just to everybody who's giving, a little, uh, giving us a little bit of your day. It is humbling and incredible. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, let's get Chrissy back on and continue this awesome conversation. Um, and really quickly, uh, I do want to say thank you again for coming on. Um, I'm always appreciative of people willing to share their time. And I think we get smarter by having conversations like this. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm excited to share the student perspective a little bit. Um, I know a lot of students sometimes uh, definitely want to see their opinions out there. And yeah, this is a great way to kind of show what the kids are thinking. I agree. I couldn't. Have, I, by the way, YouTube generates great um metrics for the show like they show me who's list you know a basic idea who i need to get younger demographics anyway i'll just say that so this is awesome i think we get a better perspective um different different perspective and i really do appreciate it uh let, let's talk i want to finish off on last year's conversation so badger fans were a little curious to see several players transfer out right uh three of them in total including uh you know a pretty pretty good player right maddie wilk left averaging 33 minutes a game 12 points per game 33 minutes 12 points why do you think those three players transferred out? Yeah, so we'll start with Mary Ferretto, who uh, came in this year as a freshman, didn't get a lot of playing time. Um, I think she was expecting a little bit more. So that one wasn't as surprising as a transfer. Same thing with Christina L.U. I was actually shocked when they were putting in Ronnie Porter and uh, Sanaya Copeland. Just from what I had saw of Christina L.U. last year, I thought she was going to be a starter by the end of her sophomore year. That wasn't the case, Um, and I think that she had saw that too, that she wasn't building in this program in the way that she was hoping to, and I believe she's now at Illinois State or Ball State. Um, So I do wish both of those players the best of luck too. The Maddie Wilkie one was by far the most surprising thing to me. Um, From what I had heard, I think that she had thought that this team by two years would be in a lot different of a situation that they were going to be in. Um, but the way, the impact that she had on this team was so monumental and her leaving the program, she was one of the top scorers. Um, so her leaving was definitely a big punch to the Wisconsin women's basketball team, but they do have a good foundation behind. Um, obviously losing Julie P and Avery LaBarbera to graduation hurt as well, but Sarah Williams had a phenomenal freshman year and she will continue to build on that experience. Um, as I mentioned, Sanaya Copeland and Ronnie Porter, two guards, also were getting a lot of touches at the end of the season. And um, Brooke Schramick, who's going to be the senior leader of that team, she has continued to build every single year and you've seen her confidence grow. So I think that they have a very solid foundation that even though these three players were very good and they did have an impact in their own way, that the Wisconsin basketball team will still be able to have a successful season. And kind of like what we were talking about off of camera before was some of the freshmen coming in. There was five freshmen coming in, I believe, into this class. um, And a lot of them 
have a very good chance to come in and make an immediate impact as well. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, a couple of players you mentioned there. Uh, definitely Brooke Shrem- uh, Shremek, uh, 10.4 points per game, four rebounds a game, 31 starts, ton of experience. Do you think she's ready? A good shooter as well, by the way, on volume. Uh, do you think she's ready to step into that role? Because a lot more is going to be expected of her from a playmaking standpoint. I think she's definitely at that point. We saw last year that she was able to get in the open space. And as the season went on, her play just continued to improve. She was always the player that I had seen on the court that if they were able to get a defensive rebound, she if she wasn't the one rebounding it, she would be the first person on the offensive side of the court to help push that offense forward. So I think as she goes into her senior year, it's going to be a big year for her because she is leading a relatively young program. But I think she's at that point where she is ready for it. And you had mentioned uh, Brooke Shramek scored 10.4 points per game. And she was the lowest scoring starter of the five starters on last year's squad. So I think that she'll have a very good season in that term, too, that she'll help manage and balance the offense. Um, Hallie Douglas is another player who had an ACL injury early in the year, wasn't able to complete her season. She'll come back and she's going to make a huge impact not only on the offensive end, but defensively, she's really good up in the post. Well, yeah, talk to me about, um, you mentioned young team. I, I want to go to Williams, uh, Sarah Williams, someone who w- had a great game against a really good Ohio State team, followed up with a great game against Rutgers, uh, 6'4", finish either hand, good in the post, athletic. She feels like a building block. Is that the type of person for the next couple of years? Because freshmen, all, uh, all Big Ten freshmen, is that the type of player for the next couple of years they're going to build around? I definitely believe so. Even when she had committed to Wisconsin, it was a huge win for Marissa Mosley. She had a lot of success in New York. And then when she had gone to Canada uh, for her final year of high school, she also had some success up there. So seeing her now in the college uh, and just doing as well as she did her freshman year, I think that is going to be the type of player that Marissa Mosley is going to point to and say, this is a player that I recruited, I brought in, and look how good she did in her first year. You could be that player as well. And I think Sarah Williams is going to be that model of what Wisconsin can be. Well, that's a great point, too, because once you get that in, you can then sell that to other people. Exactly what you're saying. You can sell that vision. It's no longer selling projection. You can say, look, I've proven it. This is an all-Big Ten freshman player. I brought her in. I developed her, you know, and, and I think that's a really good thing to point to. Is is there a player on the team? Uh, you mentioned Holly Douglas. Is there a player on the team that Badger fans aren't talking about enough or aren't thinking about that at the end of the year? We're going to say, wow, like she was, she was incredible. I think uh, Natalie Leitzinger has definitely made some strides in the last two years that I have been able to see her play. Um, similar to Marissa Mosley going into her third year of coaching, I'm going into my third year of school. So I haven't really got to see any of these players before the Mosley era, but the two years that I see saw Natalie Leitzinger play, she has been leaps and bounds better. She's one of those players. I'm going to expect to see a lot of touches coming into the season. Um, I mentioned Sanaya Copeland and Ronnie Porter, both who are both freshmen going into their sophomore years. I'm going to see expecting big leaps from them as well. And even some freshman players that are coming in. Deanna Jimenez, uh, another point guard for Wisconsin, coming in as a freshman, averaged over 15 points a game and six rebounds while she was in high school. And they need a point guard for Wisconsin right now after losing Avery LaBarbera. So she could be another player that could come in and kind of fill in the role that we lost last year. Ben, last week, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, what is your prediction for this year? I know you said 500, potentially 500. What, what, if you had to predict where the season's going to go, uh, 
what is your early, very early prediction? I think a lot of it's going to depend on where the non-conference schedule falls. That hasn't come out yet, so it's a little bit difficult to tell what kind of competition they're going to get for an overall record. But for the conference record, um, something that I can give you a little bit more of like a hard piece on, I think they'll go just below 500. There's a couple of games that could go either way that will get them to 500, but I could see them winning uh, probably, yeah, I would say just under 500 in their conference. And But to your point, that would be a building block, right? You, you do that in the next year, especially with uh, Sarah being another year older, she'd be going into their junior season. Now you've really built into something with those five freshmen coming into their sophomore season at that point. I would assume that's kind of the, the, the hopeful path there. And I think that's what Marissa Mosley is trying to do is just slowly build this foundation one block at a time. And I'm so hoping to see that this year is where we kind of start to see that progress made. We saw it a little bit last year. They were in some really close games. Um, sometimes we're able to finish it out. Sometimes weren't able to finish it out. I think we'll start to see them finish it out more than they weren't. And they're doing really well in the future of recruiting, too. They already got two players for the class of 2024. They continue to build on that end. And if Marissa Mosley keeps laying down these foundations like she has been, this is going to be a pretty good house in the next couple of years. That's exciting. Chrissy, this has been phenomenal. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Where can people follow what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Chrissy Burtzall. Um, all of my socials are at Chrissy Burtzall. You can find me on there. I'm also on TikTok at Chrissy with a call. Um, you'll see a lot of different sports that I tweet out, a lot of Badgers content, of course. And come fall, uh, I will be writing for the Badger Herald and sportscasting for WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. Absolutely love it. And we're going to put all that out when we release the show as well. So everyone, I encourage you to go follow Chrissy, see what she's up to. Uh, and get ready for the basketball season, the women's basketball season, the football season, everything we're talking about. Uh, Chrissy, thank you again so much for jumping on. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, it should be an exciting one. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, anytime. And for everyone tuning in, thank you so much for listening. Uh, coming up later this week, we got a couple more high school coaches, a lot of stuff. Just keep tuning in on Wisconsin, and we'll talk tomorrow.